Welcome to the Armchair Trader podcast. This week, we have Joe Deegan on the podcast, uh, who is the uh, founder and director of research and development at TAT Lifestyle and Wellness. Regular visitors to our website will know TAT Lifestyle and Wellness because we have been writing about the development of this company for some months now, and it has certainly been a stock that has been performing extremely well on the list of stocks we've been tracking on a regular basis uh, that's created a lot of excitement um, in the market both in North America and also in Europe. Uh, regular regular listeners and readers will also know that it is listed in Frankfurt. Today we're going to be doing a catch-up with Joe on what's been happening with the company. Uh, we have done an earlier podcast with CEO Seti Coscarella so you can always refer back to that for the wider strategic perspective but uh today today we have joe so welcome to the podcast hey appreciate it thanks Graham. thanks for having me and i thought we'd just start with a um just a quick sort of summary and overview of of the company for those who obviously haven't listened to the previous one or might be coming to tat for the first time can you give us a quick summary of the business and why it's so revolutionary so uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I created the first ever hemp cigarette on the market here in the United States. Uh, from that experience, rolled it over into creating TAT. What that product was missing was um, it was uh, it was very hempy. And so your traditional tobacco cigarette smokers, they weren't necessarily using the product. It was really geared and marketed towards hemp connoisseurs or cannabis smokers and so forth. And so where we've taken this now, it's been about a year of development to develop a product that we call is Beyond Tobacco. Uh, it, it smokes and tastes identical to a traditional tobacco cigarette. Uh, we like to even say it's even better than. So, you know, with our partners and our science advisors, we've created a product that is what we believe is the most disruptive product ever created, going after and, and helping millions and millions of smokers, uh, you know, be able to get off of their nicotine addiction uh, by switching to something that has no tobacco and no nicotine. Where we're at right now is the, the product is on the market. The product is outstanding. Uh, nothing exists like it on the market. The initial reviews are, are raving. Uh, we're, we're really, we're trying to find negative reviews. Even some of the negative reviews we've read are still pretty positive, you know, acknowledging that it tastes identical to a traditional tobacco cigarette. And maybe someone was actually looking for a hemp cigarette. Even the, uh, even the reviews have come back and they're, they're really good, but but more important than the reviews that we're seeing online is the stores that we've been monitoring. That's the most important thing. Each and every one of those stores that we've been monitoring post seeding the market has reordered. And so that's the number one metric that we always like to follow is account acquisitions and then how frequently and how often they're reordering. Basically, the, some of the key aspects of this is one, it's you're really targeting people who are already existing smokers and who effectively you know want to kick the habit get themselves off the nicotine and so what you're offering here is a zero nicotine alternative for for people who may have been trying sort of nicotine patches or vaping previously but this is this is like a almost like a sort of third road for smokers yeah correct yeah i mean we're saying 68 to 70 percent of uh, existing cigarette smokers want to quit the vast majority of cigarette smokers don't want to be dependent on nicotine and constantly going through withdrawal to have more. So to have an alternative product that, um, you know, they can actually save money by switching over to, 
that can uh, help reduce that constant withdrawal and craving for nicotine, uh, which our product also can help with that. There's a lot of you know outside studies that that are proving the effectiveness of, of CBD to help reduce the withdrawal sim- symptoms of nicotine. So yeah, I think it's a product that I, I believe in. You know, I, I live in this company ever since founding and I, I sleep here sometimes. I, I, I love everything about it. I believe in it. I know that it's the future. It's, it's very exciting to be where we are at and then to have every single store that we're monitoring is reordering. And we're starting to see the orders come in faster and faster. So it's, it's very exciting where we're at right now. And you obviously, this is the, we've really targeted the US market, which just on its own is a massive market. When you look at the total cigarette market in one country, it, it, it's, it's fairly huge. You, you targeted Ohio as, as the first state that you were really going to focus on with this. Can you explain a bit more about why, why you went with Ohio? Well, Ohio has a high smoking rate. It also has our ideal demographic. It's a very diverse population. You know, there's certain markets in Ohio that we can really focus a lot of uh, a lot of marketing resources to support the growth, and it gives us a compass. So as we decided to go to market, you know, obviously as a company that's just introducing a product to the market. You know, we don't want to jump into all 50 states and 50,000 stores overnight. We want to grow this, you know, step by step. So we, you know, it's like SETI says, is, is we're looking to engineer our growth. Uh, that's from the marketing, that's the product, that's the sales, that's the support, the customer service and so forth. And so I'll give you a little update on, on sales and distribution in Ohio. Uh, so right now, currently we're adding about 15 to 20 stores a week. And, and this is why, you know, we're so excited. I don't know if any of your investors have been able to read the uh, press release that we put out on Crossmark. Crossmark's primary job is to, uh, it's to actively go around to retail stores and get them to generate our orders. And so what we did before engaging Crossmark was what I emphasized above, which was, you know, we, we pushed this out into over 100 stores and we monitored just the success of the product, the reviews of the product. And then we really were monitoring reorders. We wanted to make sure that retailers happy, margins are there, customers are happy, they love the product, and they're coming back and they're they're reordering it. And so we've been able to achieve that in nearly every single store. So now Crossmark is one of the largest sales organizations in the United States. They're accountable for taking some of the biggest brands that everybody would know here and turning them into household names. And so it's a very, very big deal that we've engaged Crossmark and working with them in the in the nature that we are. I mean, obviously, you're, you're getting further and further into Ohio, but uh, obviously you want to scale that up and, all, and look at the wider U.S. market. How, how do you guys propose tackling that? Because that's obviously going to be a um, fundamental part of the strategy going forward. Yeah, it definitely will be. When it comes time to, to expand into other states and uh, nationwide, Crossmark is also ready for that. I mean, we're talking Crossmark has over 100,000 gas station and convenience stores that they directly have worked with and have sold product to that they build relationships with over decades. And so when that time comes, you know, we're going to leverage our relationship with them and and strategically expand the product in in the next markets. But you know, each each market that we expand into, we want to make sure that we are also supporting with, you know, ample marketing. So we're testing a lot of things right now in Ohio to see uh, everything that works the best. 
to generate the most interest, to get the most, you know, new new users switching over. Like I said, 68 to 70% want to switch over. And uh, so we're seeing a lot of success with that right now. It may differ market by market, but right now, so far in Ohio, it's uh, uh, we're very excited about the data that we're seeing. So in a way, Ohio is, is sort of your, your guinea pig for the distribution model. And uh, it, by the sounds of it, you're actually, in a way, using the same distribution channels as a you know, one of the big tobacco brands might be using, but you're able to position your product alongside traditional cigarettes. And and as, as far as we can see it, it, TAT is sold almost like it is a cigarette in that it has the same kind of carton and similar branding and it can sit on the shelves next to cigarette, but it's not actually a nicotine based product. It's not actually tobacco. And also it is at a much lower price point because of that fact. Correct. Uh, the last thing I'd say about Ohio is that, uh, you know, it's it's not only is it getting that 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 proof of concept, but it's also I mean, it's really getting the story out there. I mean, people are starting to share this with friends all over the country. There's a lot of very passionate people that we've met that have already been able to successfully, you know, quit smoking cigarettes. And so, you know, you want to believe how passionate people become when they feel like they've actually found something that can get them off of cigarettes. You know, I, I know the feeling I was addicted to smoking cigarettes. It's what led me through, you know, my my history with uh, other companies I founded and developed. And uh, we're also seeing people. I mean, that's it's really kind of touching to their lives. We've seen people cry and, you know, be that thankful that a product like this uh, exists. And so uh, it is very powerful what we're doing as well. So the other thing that's that's where I'd like to emphasize in Ohio is, you know, it's also leading to, uh, you know, we have retailers that are reaching out to us every day all around. United States who want to carry the product. And so right right now we're still isolating it in, in Ohio, but you know it's not going to be uh, too much longer until we expand beyond Ohio. Uh, can you say anything about online distribution? I know you, you have had a website available for US residents who want to get a free sample. Do you have any plans for online distribution of the product or are you just going to focus on on, as you say, the gas stations. We are planning on launching our e-commerce site. I'll tell your listeners that we're launching it very, very soon. I won't talk about an exact date. I'll uh, I'll leave that to SETI. But if everybody stays tuned, I think uh, I think very soon uh, you'll hear an announcement about our e-commerce site going online. So it could be very, very soon. But uh, that is already in the works. We're going through really focusing on user experience, making sure it's very, very simple. And then the operational side of that, too, making sure that, you know, our operations department doesn't end up with iffy addresses and things like that. So we're making sure that it's it's foolproof, that the system works perfectly. If you end up having quite a lot of demand, you obviously have to make sure that your um, the manufacturing side of the business is up to scratch. I know that you originally set up the manufacturing side of the business in nevada and you have since upgraded it as well are you are you confident that that you'll be able to basically make enough of the product to meet demand once it once it becomes more widely available yeah i'm confident we'll be able to so you know when we look at our production capacity we break it up in uh, there's two parts there's primary manufacturing and there's secondary manufacturing primary manufacturing is how we prepare uh, what we call BCM, it's base cigarette material. And then secondary manufacturing being the packing of the sticks and the packs and the cartons. And so, uh, you know, both of those have to have to meet each other. And so that's our, uh, you know, that's what we do here in Vegas is we do the primary manufacturing, which is, you know, it's an extensive process that we have patented 
There's nothing exists like it, uh, you know, to strip the, the terpenes and the, the taste and the smell from, uh, from hemp and to infuse it with other, you know, bitter notes and sweet notes that mimics, uh, you know, more of a, an American traditional tobacco cigarette. You know, that, that is something that we have patented. And uh, it's a it's a lot of work. So out of the gates, I don't know, you know, if everybody's been following following the company closely. We were at about three pallets a week that we could produce, and we have increased that now to ten pallets per week. But uh, on the horizon here, going through 2021, uh, we already have a exact layout for the future of the company, and that's that's increasing that up near towards 300 pallets per month. Uh, that's already in works currently. Uh, you know, we're taking it step by step, but we've already made a, a huge leap getting this up to, you know, around 40 to 43 pallets a month that we're producing and seeding the market with now. I'm really interested in what you said about aiming for the taste of a traditional American cigarette. I mean, we've seen a lot of interest uh, last year in Beyond Meat and their efforts to create the authentic taste of beef um, and that they had a lot of uh, positive consumer feedback on that. You're obviously setting out with this and, and, and seemingly achieving it as well by trying to recreate the sort of taste and experience of the tobacco cigarette without the with, with basically without the addictive quality of the nicotine there. So it's hard for smokers to be able to tell the difference between the cigarette they might be habitually smoking and yours other than you're effectively just weaning them off off the nicotine side of it and making it easier for them to give up on the medium term. Yeah, it's um, it's not tobacco and it doesn't have nicotine. And I know that seems obvious, but, uh, you know, that also means that, uh, you know, I like to think of it as better than uh, it's it's smoother. It's more flavorful. It's very full and robust. And in its uh, in its throat hit, it's uh, it's it's plumes the the you know it's a satisfying for the cigarette smoker from the draw to the inhale and the amount of you know smoke that the that the smoker is able to create and inhale is very satisfying and i'm telling you this as a past smoker it's um it's a nice cigarette like it it is very very nice and so i like to think of it as better than but is it exactly the same you know, it's not identical because it, it is not tobacco and it's it's not nicotine. So it doesn't have that kind of scratchy throat hit. And the other thing is it, sometimes, you know, for new cigarette smokers, if, if they, uh, you know, smoke a tobacco cigarette, they'll notice that it tastes pretty chemically. Um, you know, that was something that we did not want to have in our Beyond Tobacco blend. We didn't want it to have that, that kind of gross chemically taste that comes along with these, uh, you know, tobacco cigarettes. And so, you know, there's certain things that we feel like we've improved upon. And so uh, that's where, you know, the reviews and the reorders have been so satisfying because um, turns out that, you know, the market isn't as happy with that chemically taste that comes in these tobacco cigarettes. And so people are, uh, you know, have shown us a lot of love and, and given us a lot of, uh, a lot of good, valuable feedback on the product. And, yeah, so I mean, we're doubling down with the same product that we have. Uh, you know, our goal is to keep it consistent and the same. You know, even ten years from now, that you know it can taste the exact same as what people are experiencing today is that same amazing formulation that we have in the market today. And uh, so it's something we stand behind. It's something we believe in. Uh, but yeah, right now it is it is catered to the uh, like more of an American tobacco smoker. You know, and market by market, I've been able to do some research and 
it's pretty interesting the different tobacco profiles that um, you know different markets tend to lean towards. And so the American cigarette smoker is a little bit different, probably than your listeners and you know what some of your listeners are smoking, you know, in Europe and the UK. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a smoker myself, but I know for a fact that um, certainly within just within Europe, um, the, the tobacco differs quite markedly, um, even between, say, the UK and France. There's always been this uh, discussion about how French and British cigarettes are quite, quite different. Um, and that's obviously something, you know, as you go more international will need to be taken into consideration. But you, you this the Beyond Tobacco material is actually quite quite versatile because you have actually right from the start produced more than one variant of this haven't you yeah so we have uh we've created a original a smooth and a menthol you know a big percentage of the market uh not just in the united states but internationally you know really enjoys a menthol cigarette and there's uh you know there's reasons for that but it, it definitely gives a smoker a totally different experience and cooling on the throat and just gives a you know a whole a whole new experience uh, and our original is just like a, a full, robust, original, uh, you know, a little bit sweeter, uh, you know, kind of catered to the American smoker. It tastes just like a tobacco cigarette. And uh, then the smooth is uh, more like a, a light cigarette. Here in America, we don't use the term light anymore, but uh, it's, it's, it's more closely resembles a, a light cigarette. So there's a little bit more perforation in the filter. It allows for more airflow, which which gives the smoker, uh, you know, a different taste, a different flavor. Also, it, it cuts down the amount of, uh, you know, the amount of smoke that the smoker is able to inhale. So, yeah. And the reason we did this is because, you know, there's different smokers that like the, you know, full body and other smokers that, that like to have uh, more of a light cigarette experience. And you'd be surprised at how many menthol cigarette smokers there are. Actually, that's my favorite is menthol. I love smoking menthol. It's meant to be quite popular in in the uk as well the menthol variant menthol cigarettes generally what's the what's the feedback been like for you guys from the people running the stores uh, i know you've been supporting them with a lot of uh, marketing collateral and things like that but what's what's been the overall feedback from the distribution outlets themselves yeah they've been uh feedback's been positive everybody that we've been monitoring and working close closely with have uh you know they've already uh, reordered the first reorder took uh about two to three weeks and uh you know now we're starting to notice that we're getting a reorder almost every week uh what they've given us is some pretty valuable advice on uh point of sale materials and so, you know, we had done a lot of research and prepared a lot of point of sale materials, but there are other things that we can do to, you know, better support them even even further. So that's something, you know, we're, we're working closely with them. We also have business development reps, call them BDRs, that are on the uh, on the ground level in Ohio that work directly for for the company. And so, you know, we're not just uh, moving this through distributor and, and leaning on the distributor to to do all the hard work for us. Like we're actually out there in the streets. Uh, talking to the retailers and uh, talking to them about the point of sale materials that they think, you know, brings in more customers because ultimately, you know, any relationship like this between, you know, manufacturer and retailer is uh, it's a win-win. The more product they sell, the more money they make and the more money we make. And so it's really cool to have these close relationships with these retailers and, and uh, you know, work with them to, you know, create point of sale material and to better present the product in the store so, you know, of course, we're always working for the best real estate. 
We want it to be visible from all angles in the store. We want it to catch customers' eyes. And so we've worked on some really creative uh, box displays that take up uh, some of the best real estate in convenience stores and gas stations. And um, yeah, and it's a large percentage of customers that are excited to give us that space because you have to understand that these retailers, they don't make a lot of money on tobacco cigarettes. Their margins are very, very slim. And so they are very excited to work with TAP because every pack of cigarettes they sell, they make more money. And so uh, they prefer for their customers to switch over to TAP. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good good starting relationship that we have with, with all of these retailers in Ohio. But, you know, of course, with working with Crossmark, we want to make sure that this is something that, you know, we can scale, you know, beyond thousands of stores. We want to take this to, you know, over 100,000, 200,000 stores. And so that's kind of how we think, too. But, yeah, we've gotten valuable feedback from our retailers. And I, I have to ask you this question just because we get asked it a lot whenever we whenever we cover TAT. Investors outside of the U.S. and Canada, are, are some of them are obviously smokers as well and are, are very keen to try it out for themselves and are wondering when TAT will be made available in their own markets. Is there, can you, is there any scale in terms of time that you can predict about international distribution or is it is it just simply too early at the moment because you're still test driving it in Ohio? I'll say this to, to your listeners is we are already working on better understanding and, and by all means, if, uh, you know, if your listeners feel compelled, I would love, um, you know, of course here in America, we think of, you know, we think of parliaments and we think of, you know, different brands of popular cigarettes in the UK and, but but you're right. I mean, even from France to the UK, there's different there's different palettes uh, for cigarettes. And so uh, the first market that we were kind of looking at is, is Commonwealth type uh, tobacco blends. And so we're trying to get a better feel for for what that you know flavor profile is, what that customer is. But I'll tell your listeners that that's already something that we are working on is to come up with that, um, you know, a, a, like a, a flavor profile that you know, same as, as Tat here in America, it doesn't taste like, uh, like hemp. It's got that same experience, same draw, same smoke, uh, production, but, uh, you know, is, is instead of having like an American cigarette there in the, in the UK or around Europe, we'd like to have, you know, a cigarette that, um, is closely, you know, resembles what, what the smokers there are most used to. And so that is something that we're already working with, uh, with our science director, Cindy Orser. We've actually had it in the works now for about a month and a half, and it's an ongoing project. It's, uh, it's actually a pretty, pretty complicated project to, to deliver the result that we want. But I'd say within maybe, I don't know, it's hard to give a timeline, but we will definitely, we're definitely looking at international opportunities, but it's step by step right now. And I'll kind of leave it in Seti's hands for when the time is right. But, you know, he's already given the go ahead and uh, and I'm working on it. So, you know, we'd like to have it prepared in the next six months or so. Um, once it's prepared, we'll figure out how to, uh, you know, how to bring it to the European market. Oh, that would be great. Because one of the things that, you know, when we first started looking at TAT was, was the fact that the actual potential market for this, if you just take people who are already smoking, um, uh, tobacco cigarettes and and who want to kick that habit that's that's like one and a half billion market size globally so so mm. the, there's obviously a ready audience for this if you can get that international distribution um worked out 
And is there anything else you're able to tell listeners about any future developments or intentions um, with with TAP? I think we've you know definitely covered a lot. I don't want to say too much. There's some things that are that are coming out soon. So just stay tuned. Um, you know we'll have other press releases that come out soon and. Uh, follow us on social media. You also get a lot of information about, you know, our press releases and drops there on social media. So uh, you can follow us at TriTat or uh, if you're looking at, you know, kind of following the stock a little bit more on the corporate side of the of the business, uh, follow us on Tat Global. No, thank, thanks very much. And we'll obviously be uh, following the stock closely on the armchair trader as well. So uh, regular readers will be able to keep up to date on the story there. But thanks very much indeed for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast to get uh, up to date commentary on what's happening in the share markets, both in Europe and North America, and our views on some of the emerging investment stories in the small cap space. Make sure you check out www.thearmchairtrader.com and sign up to our free daily newsletter. <laughs>